Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 339 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. Happy Halloween! <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween costume? I feel like we've talked about this before. Was it the Britney one? Didn't you dress up as Britney or like some type of like white trash with a tied, a very like... Oh, okay. No, that was crop my... Crop toppy... No, that was my like drunk mess photo. Oh, you were like really dressing that way. Uh, no, it was a I was drunk go- girl no, photo. I was going to a white trash party. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm so confusing costumes. costumes. You're confusing costumes. That was a white trash party in college where I was very drunk. But that was like my, like, remember a couple of weeks ago when you we were asking everyone for their like drunk mess photos? Oh, yeah. That was drunk my girl submission girl photos. To that. Of, okay, right, right. Um, My favorite Halloween costume in fifth grade, I was Groucho Marx. That was really fun. I wore, <laughs> uh, my dad has like a, a you know, tuxedo tailcoat. And I wore that in a top hat and Groucho Marx glasses. That was fun. In college, my favorite like thrown together at the last minute costume, I was a shark bite victim. And so I just took like a white t-shirt and cut out a big thing, jagged out of the side and painted it red and then this. wore a bikini. Totally remember this. I feel like yeah. this was like, uh, like our first year of podcasting. You talked about this. Yeah, it, that was a good one. Especially yeah. because it was like, at the time I was going to school in California. And so it was like the only time in my entire life that I've been able to wear a costume that didn't have to like be warm. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's the worst about Colorado is because you have this, these great cute costume ideas. Yeah. And then, and then like, oh, you have to cover it up with a jacket. A yeah. There was a, a string of Halloweens probably from like fourth through seventh or eighth grade. Like there was a good four or five years in there in my childhood where not only was it cold on Halloween, but it was a blizzard, inches of snow. And so everyone's just so like, disappointing as a kid because yeah. you want to go out trick or treating. Yeah, growing up, oh, we would in still Arizona. go. Everyone would oh. still go. It was like yeah. complete madhouse. It's just everyone was just like <laughs> running around in like a jacket. It was like, what are you? I'm a snowboarder, right? You just dress up as a snowboarder or yeah. like a character from the Christmas story or something. Totally, just, like, I was go out this, and eat. yeah. I was a snowboarder for Halloween for like five years. I just wear like all my snow clothes and like a ski, yeah. ski goggles. I bet you the parents like answering the doors every year were like, oh, again, all these snow bunny children. Well, just- <laughs> the, the joke was always like, oh, are you trick or treaters or Christmas carolers? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, if I give me the candy lady. Do you remember the houses that would give out full candy bars? Uh, yes, there were a lot of those houses in my neighborhood because I the tr- the neighborhood that I grew up in or would trick or treat in was like a pretty nice neighborhood and so a lot of people gave out full candy bars i don't feel sorry for you at all okay except i had like one house like one house in like this huge neighborhood we're like we got to make it over there and it was like a mile and a half away we're like but they give full candy bars yeah we had a lot there was also one guy who gave out dimes and it was like this is amazing and at the time we're like those guys are so oh he like he like literally gave out money like a dime though and yeah, so you I think know, about it that like still like you know, as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And their I'm house rich. had a tree in it, like your house does. Oh, and I remember fun. that because I'd be like, oh my gosh, we have to go to the tree house. And yeah. then there was, and then you know, of course, you also remember the ones who gave out um, toothbrushes. The worst humans in the world. So uh, because I lived I, in like ugh. a pretty nice neighborhood growing up, there were a lot of dentists in my neighborhood. I feel like, and like, and they were, gave out like toothbrush, toothbrushes, and toothpaste with candy bars maybe no, uh-uh. or just, just toothbrushes. see that's the worst because like worst. i don't okay this is where i get annoyed with adults who are like let's make it healthy it's like okay just let halloween be halloween well, like yeah. let it happen and i think that they were like you know oh you know, it was like it like became a thing after a while like no we can't do that we have to give out the toothbrushes and i mean it's not like you're not getting candy at every single other house but i did notice because i was we haven't bought our halloween candy yet we get an okay like a fair amount of trick-or-treaters and yeah. um we, 
I was looking at Halloween candy at Whole Foods, which I'm not going to buy my Halloween candy at Whole Foods. It's like $1,000. But yeah, I did notice don't. that they had um, little, like, teeny tiny mini bags of popcorn. I thought that was a good alternative if, like, That's you're, cute. you don't want to hand out candy. Yeah. I Because we get so few trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood, it really just kind of depends on the weather here. And our house is kind of on this like hidden cul-de-sac where not a lot of people go. There's not a lot of traffic in there. But we do get trick-or-treaters if the weather's nice. And I was like, we could probably afford to just give them all full-size candy bars or like a big bag of candy Mm -hmm. that each person's going to get. And But... I just buy a huge bag of candy, like the fun size of Costco, and I just give them like handfuls of it. <laughs> just like give them three handfuls, and I'm sure their parents like stop. I mean, your front door is hard to find, even if you're trying to get to your house. But with the catwalk of spookiness, it leads them right to us. Oh my gosh. Right to us. How could we forget about the catwalk of spookiness? Is that already up, of course? It hasn't been up. Scott's going to put it up this weekend. Oh, yeah. because it's snowing. We're a little late to the game. We've just been busy, but yeah. Catwalk of spookiness? Uh, yeah, you do have to have the catwalk because your front door is like. First of all, it's, it's far not off where the street. you yeah. think your front door would be. Right. And it's also not visible from the road because you have all that right. landscaping. Right. Yeah. So our front door faces a different way from our garage door. Yeah. And so that's that always confuses people. Anyway, needless to say, I'm excited to see the costumes. And we have a group of Montessori uh, there's like a school right next to uh, to my office. And so oh, they bring fun. every year they bring the kids over to trick or treat at our building. And so it's just like this day thing that they do. And so they're walking over Thursday morning. So I'm going to have JT in his costume and I have all this candy to hand out. And last year they were so cute and they all just like hold hands in a line and they like walk through with their little bags and, Oh my God, it's adorable. That's so (laughs) I love, I love kids in costume. Are you going to do a, yeah, I usually just wear my onesie. I can't actually not at work. I wear it at home, like a creepy person answering the door in a onesie. But my favorite costume of all time was probably my Laverne. I went as Laverne and Shirley with one of my friends in my like late twenties for parties. That was a fun one. And then um, I went as Flashdance in college, which I did post at some point. There was like a, I think uh, the the if everyone remembers the Instagram post where my college roommate actually met the Backstreet Boy that he dressed up as, Kevin. I think it was Kevin. Yeah. Anyway, there's a photo that I posted where he was dressed up as the Backstreet Boy and I was a flash dance dancer, whatever. Only because it was, it was exciting because I got to crimp my hair. And anytime I get to use a crimper, I'm very excited about that. Like, I, I wish like, crimping was a cool thing every day. I feel day. like you could do that this week for Halloween. Like, just wear your like normal work clothes, but then crimp your hair. That's a great idea. You know what? I need to go get a crimper. I don't have a crimper. <gasps> my old 80s crimper was this like old pink hot pink that burnt your hair to a crisp, but it was the best crimper. That's what I need to do today. It's snowing. I'm going to be inside all day. I need to go find a crimper. Where do they sell crimpers? Um, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them at Target. I'm pretty sure. Because I would have have one by now. I think they have them at Ulta. Okay. That's my, that's my job. I mean, we still have have enough time too that you could um, probably order one on Amazon. Right. It's only Sunday. You could get that primed. However... Crimping my hair today would be really fun for um, me. Ulta, golden hot ceramic crimper. Perfect. $34.99. <sighs> Done. You can get a one inch, which you'll, you're you going to want the two inch. It's more of the paddle. Sure. <laughs> just, yeah. You just did a baby shark thing again. <laughs> like an alligator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be great. Okay. This is going to be big happy, for you. Happy Halloween, everybody. Crimp your hair. Send us your photos uh, nothing makes me happier than pets and children dressed yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to have so a... So I'm going to do a... Po- 
post. I'm going to do a post where you're going to you're going to post today your photos of your children dressed up in costume and your pets dressed up in costume. I think it's the cutest thing in the whole wide world. Okay, moving on. I we feel like just Halloween have to do is like the one day, or for the exception of like dog, like you know, your dogs are your kids, right? You know how you're always sure. like, I don't feel that way, but I feel like I feel that way on Halloween. <laughs> on Halloween, I think we can get by with that for sure. Yeah. Scott and I were at, uh, we went and met some friends for lunch yesterday and they had this dog Halloween party where everyone was had their dogs dressed up in costume. It was so cute. My favorite costume for animals is when they have like a cowboy riding on the dog. So it's like this like stuffed animal person that looks like they're riding the dog. Oh my gosh. Was, I like so it cute. when they have the ones where it's like their, their front legs look like a, hum- oh a my human God. leg and they have yes. like arms. Oh <laughs> Have you seen all the videos? Yes. Going around that is the, so funny. Yeah, there's like a what Chucky do- video or a Chucky costume. Yes. And the, yeah, it's just so funny. I think I saw who's John Legend's wife. Why am I? Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. She, I think she posted of their bulldog in costume. It was so great. Okay. So we have to do, we, we have to process, I'm sorry for all the non-CrossFitter listeners, but we have to process really quick the uh, open announcements and how they've gone to the crapper and how we feel about this. Like, I never feel like <laughs> they were that good. Uh-huh. And so the fact that now we're reminiscing about how good they used to be <laughs> really, really goes to show how crappy they are. Yeah. Because they were never like that amazing. It was always like right. the sound's not working. The it's sound like, was kind of weird. Or you could tell it was amateur. Right. And we always were like, media. Come on, class, get your crap together. And then now it's like, oh no, I, I like yearn for the days when all that was wrong was that like the sound wasn't, you know, they didn't have the mic turned on. <sighs> it's just gone downhill. So there's really not much else to say other than I'm very disappointed. I looked forward to, well, not only that, I feel like there's too many changes, right? Like, They did all this reorg last year. We had the new structure with the new open timing. And so we're getting used to that. So this is the first year that we're experiencing the open in the fall. That kind of took some wrapping our heads around. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. I can get into this. But because it's just like, all of a sudden, they've ripped away the open announcements. Like, I can't even remember. Was February was was February this bad? Terrible. February was worse. Right. Okay. So I think I I, like stopped paying attention. Yeah. Remember they did like on Facebook Live, and they didn't even have anybody there. It was just like the gym owner who would announce it, and they like kept yeah, like how they're doing it now. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. It was the same. So, but worse. Okay. So I somehow blacked that out from my memory because, yeah. So I feel like the. The open announcements, it's like my, and I don't even remember, I think February, for whatever reason, maybe that was like a time where I'm like, I can't even remember if I signed up for the open this year, like in February. Anyway, I feel like watching the open announcements would like get me super jazzed. And I was like, so excited to see Dave Castro and all of our characters. And I'm sure we processed this back in February, but that was also the time that you just had Evie. So I feel like we were super focused on your new baby. It's, the reason you're not remembering is because we didn't release any new episodes. Like we had pre-recorded right. all our episodes for February and That's March right. of this year. That's right. That's right. I'm like, I know Evie was born. So it's like, I feel like we were just focused on the new baby. Um, which by the way, I have to say baby now because I'm watching Shit's Creek and it's the, the best. And the mom always says baby. Okay. So they suck real bad. I like no offense to the gyms that are hosting it. It's not their fault, but they're not announcers. They're not trained announcers. They are not Kiki. And it takes a very special person to be Kiki or Sean Woodland but or guys, all the like, other characters. Even, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it, like, so where, where's bad. Dave? 
Just where's Dave? Like, just okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna do it this way, let's just or if we're not gonna do the full announcement, let's just cut the crap and just put Dave Castro on Instagram Live, like, right? Sitting in and his just bathroom. have him hold it up, yeah, and just be like, hey guys, I hope you're having a great night. You <sighs> know, twenty one point one is eighteen point five. Yeah, have a good day, and then just have a shut good day. It down. Like we don't and have then to... a picture of his dog, and then we're good. And then we're good. Like if we're gonna shut it down, let's shut it down. Don't try to like yeah. keep it on life support and make everybody exactly. Just, like, and it's so miserable. They have no music. One of them, they had zero music, or they just don't have the audio plugged into music. So what you're looking at is literally a quiet, a quiet workout. And then they have some people cheering that one, the first one that was 20 minutes was painful to watch. And I mean, it was painful to watch a 20 minute workout at the games, let alone sitting on a YouTube feed, watching this announcement with gym owners that really just Again, not their fault, but they're not trained to be announcers. And then the crowds just kind of circled around just like every once in a while, they're like cheering. The one from 20.3, the guy, I don't know if you watched it, but the guy uh, was like, okay, we have two more minutes uh, before we can announce it. And then they're like just sitting around and it's just silent. And then he's, you could tell he's trying to fill the air, fill the dead air. And he's like, who do you think's going to win? <laughs> and the athletes are standing right there. And he's like, shout out who you think's going to win. And everyone's like, uh, this is really awkward. <laughs> it was like, no, you don't just sit there and ask who's going to win with the athletes sitting right there, like way to ramp them up. It was just, it's just so bad. And so I just started reminiscing. I went on a rant on our Insta stories because I'm like, I cannot believe that it's, I mean, maybe I thought the back in February that it was something that they were like in a transition phase and they were going to make it better. But no, it's horrible. It's so bad. I'm like, I want the days where Dave Castro shows up in Versace and cheers everybody watching with champagne and everybody's super excited and pumped. Like, we can't deny it. And is he like backing out of the games? Like, what is going on? Why is he not involved in this? And we're never going to know because Dave's not going to come know. on our show. Can we, should we, can we tell everyone that he denied our Yeah, request? Dave Castro officially has turned us down, you guys. We were like, oh, we could get yep. him if we wanted. And he was like, no, you can't. We finally we reached cocky. out to him. We should have just let it just We should have just let it. Yeah, we should have just let it lie. And but, because, um, yeah, but we, we finally reached out to him. Sandy met him and spent some time with him at a recent yeah. um, CrossFit, like CrossFit HQ thing MD, that she went yeah. to. And then she emailed him and he was like, oh, I don't really do podcasts anymore. What does that even mean, Dave Castro? Which I think is, it's not like you, you cut dairy. Like we're, I mean, we're, it's just a podcast oh, I don't interview. I do gluten. I don't do gluten. So I'm a little annoyed at that. So I'm, I got a real bad taste in my mouth with Dave right now. You know, you're going to have to make this up to us. Um, but, okay. So this is a good segue into just a quick reminder <laughs> that it's just the open. It's just the open. <laughs> it's just the open. It's not so serious. It's That's my not song. a big deal. Um, yeah, this <laughs> last week when it was um, 20.3 and it was the handstand pushups or the hand release pushups, whatever variation you did and the deadlifts and a lot of those weights, like every, this was a workout that, you know, it's the third week, like it started, you know, started trying it's time to start separating the crowd. We get it. Strategically, we get why this workout came up. And we also get now, we remember why the open mix is crazy because everyone was like, wait a minute, I can't do this. I'm so pissed. And it's like, hey, if you never deadlift these kinds of weights, then don't expect yourself to deadlift them for the open. If you never do handstand pushups or even hand release pushups, like I got to the point, I got, it took me three minutes to get through 21 hand release pushups with the standard that they set, which is that your hips and shoulders have to rise at the same time. Like you can't snake up at all. And that's really hard, like really hard. And 
I haven't done push-ups literally in probably close to two years because I couldn't do them while I was pregnant. And I wasn't really doing them before that a lot. Like I wasn't really training that much right before I got pregnant. And it's almost been, you know, not quite two years since I got pregnant, but like a year and a half. And I got to the second round. I did my set of 15 deadlifts and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take my score at whatever it was like 55 and just move on with my life doing knee pushups because I'm not going to sit here for the next five minutes and fin- and like just trying to get 15 hand release pushups and have that be the end of my workout. Right. I'm just going to cut, you know, take my score, do knee pushups so that I can actually get a workout done in a way get a that workout like, done. this is how I would scale it. If I was doing it on a normal day, why is this any different from what I'm doing in the open? Just because it's quote unquote, the standard. And if you guys listened to our episode with Alyssa last week, or have listened to our episodes with her in the past or other episode with her, we talk a lot about this of like, there's, you know, there's should be no leaderboard in like day to day fitness CrossFit. It just doesn't make any sense you know, we all, it, it's not realistic. It's not practical. It's not safe. And I think it's evolved that to that. It's yeah. evolved to that. I think in the beginning, I can understand where that came from, but I feel like it's evolved to something I different. I still can understand where it came from because it is, it's a competition. We are electing to engage in a competition and However, it's just like this weird kind of gray area because it's like, hey, this is a competition. Like there have to be standards. We can't just let everybody scale it however they want. Otherwise, the scores would make no sense. And like, okay, that is completely true. However, that then just begs the question of like, how much should we really be encouraging every single CrossFitter to sign up for this competition where the, you know, we're all being held to a standard that realistically, maybe only 50% of us can, can hold up to even the scaled. I would say that like, you know, probably a good third or more of the people in the class that I take at like the noon class that I go to, if it weren't for the open, they would be scaling it even more, whether that's with, you know, knee pushups or less weight or whatever. And they're pushing themselves. And I feel like there's that fine line between, oh yeah, the open like encourages me to push myself versus no, the open makes me feel bad about myself because I can't do this move. And it's like, how would you, you don't, you never rarely attempt, let alone practice this move during the rest of the year, don't let yourself be upset that you can't complete 45 reps of it or whatever the case may be, just because it suddenly shows up in an open workout. Exactly. It's like when muscle ups show up in a workout, and then I feel horrible because I'm like, I haven't practiced all year. And it's so stupid because that movement just will never be in my repertoire. I've come to accept that and I shouldn't feel bad about it. But you're you're exactly right as far as the fine line of being like, I'm going to push myself versus I'm going to feel bad about myself. And some would argue like, oh, that's that's all in your mind. That's up to you to decide. And it's like, well, no, because I showed... So I saw the workout. So for people listening who don't do CrossFit or don't understand what the heck we're talking about, the workout was 21.59 of deadlifts and handstand push-ups. And then the second round of that, you go into 21.59 deadlifts at a heavier weight and then handstand walks, right? And so I saw that the time cap is nine minutes. The weight of the deadlift is pretty heavy if you were to do it as it was written. And so I remember thinking like, I could do that and really struggle through the deadlifts and attempt some handstand pushups. My handstand pushups, if you're you're doing it like, you know, a judge is watching you to the standard, that would take me probably the full nine minutes just to get through 21 reps of the deadlifts and the handstand pushups. And I'm like, I didn't show up to the gym today. Like, my intention for that day, for that morning was to get in a workout and feel good about it. Had I been scheduled to go in with my gym's open workout time, which is Saturday mornings, and I couldn't make it, I can't make it on Saturday morning, so I don't do it then. 
I would have done it differently. I probably would have tried and attempted and been like, I'm just going to do this for the attempt of it versus I want to get in a workout. And some would argue it's one and the same. If you're pushing yourself, you're getting in a workout. But I just didn't want to do that for nine minutes. And so I went in and I said, I'm going to scale this however I want. I did 20. I did the workout. I did 2159 at lighter deadlifts. And then I did hand release pushups. And I'm like, that felt great to me. Oh, and then I did the scaled version of the uh, bear crawls. That felt great to me. And you know what? I went past nine minutes because I wanted to finish the entire workout. So it's like that to me felt really good. I did a workout that was like challenging. And did I wreck myself? No. I also have a very sensitive posterior chain (laughs) where like any really heavy deadlifts for (laughs) that that many reps is going to make me very, very sore and in pain for two weeks. So that's another thing I had to, to keep in mind. So I I see a lot of people um, getting upset when people modify or kind of go, well, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do it prescribed. I want to, you know, I don't want to feel bad about myself because they're like, well, this is what the open's about. But then I get into that mentality of like, this is where we're trying to go away from that hustle, 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 no rest days mentality. And that's kind of the area I feel it goes into, which is why I don't like it. I'm like, this is just what I decided. I feel great about that. And I don't need anyone else's judgment. The Period. The end. So just take a deep breath. Whatever the workout is, it's going to come out tonight. Just remember, this is just the open. Everything's going to be fine. And if something comes up that you're like, I haven't worked on this all year. There's no reason for me to expect myself to be able to do this. Then don't expect yourself to be able to do it. It's yeah. Not, it's I just not got tired. I got tired of that. And so I think that's the yeah. other thing is we we learn that that doesn't feel good. And we're like, yeah, it just doesn't matter anymore. So this, this part And if you're the type of person who's like, you know, what? I've been working on my muscle ups all year. I can't wait for them to show up in the open. I can't wait to see what I can do. That's great. amazing. We, great. We, we, we love, love that you for, for you. that. And we're so proud of you. And I'm going to just if like even jumping pull ups, I'm worried about showing up like this whole thing is just very silly. Anyway, yeah, the point silly. is, here we are doing the open again for some reason we have this conversation every year (laughs) (laughs) we have to process our feelings around it every single year and it just gets more ridiculous every year okay so this goes into a nice question from a listener who said how do you joy how do you keep injury free and work out so consistently and i thought this was a great question because it really ties into what i just did for the open workout is i know now what feels good for my body and what does not and as much as i want to ignore the fact that i'm getting older and my body is not recovering as quickly as it used to. And in my brain, I want to be 20 and my body is not 20 years old. I really just have to go, what feels good for you right now? So the competitive side of me still wants to sign up for races, still wants to, you know, challenge myself physically as much as possible. But I just have to listen to my body. And what does that mean? That means something different for everybody. But by now, give you giving you an example, is that very thing, is deadlifts, very heavy deadlifts make my posterior chain really angry. And I have a very sensitive lower back that I have to stretch all the time. I have to be really mindful of that. My um, hamstrings get really tight. So I have to... I have, I cannot ignore that. So those are the things that I just take really good care that if we go to the gym, if I go to the gym and we have a workout program, that's like super, super heavy lifts, then I have to just take it easy because I can't let my ego get the best of me. And I think sometimes that's what causes injuries is when you just throw caution to the wind and you kind of let the ego take over and then you end up getting hurt. 
Um, at least that's just kind of what I've had to process. And so, and I, and I also see a chiropractor every month, once a month, I see a chiropractor and I'm really consistent with that, um, which has helped tremendously. So I can't say I'm, I'm hundred percent injury free because, you know, like last year when I was training to do the New York city marathon, I had to back out because my hip was giving me issues and I had to do a lot of rehab around that. Um, I still moved, but I was just very, very mindful and careful. So I think you just kind of have to really pay attention to that. And I just hope that I continue to be <laughs> injury-free. Some of the injuries that happen are from really weird freak accidents, like where you're just stepping out of a car and you like roll your ankle the wrong way. So it's like, you just can't right, like always... Like when you tweaked your calf <laughs> last year when you were like getting up Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I agree with that. And I was talking to somebody about this during the during 20.3. I think... I think when we started CrossFit, and I think this is normal, like anytime you start something new, like if you just, you know, you just start running or start whatever you're doing, you want to get better as quickly as possible because it's like really that it's exciting and you get like that reward center. And so people think like, well, I need to push myself as hard as possible in every single workout. That's how I get better. And I think actually you come to find that the real way that you get better is by pushing yourself just a tiny little bit each workout. Because rather than if you push yourself as hard as you possibly can every single time, then inevitably your body can't sustain that. And inevitably you're eventually going to have a setback that it's going to be two steps forward, one step back your entire time you're doing it versus, or two steps forward, five steps back even versus if you just take like if you just go do push it a tiny, tiny little bit every single time and, you know, maybe you just try to go a little bit faster or just maintain for that day or whatever the case, you actually are going to make more progress over time because you're not going to get injured and you're going to be able to be more consistent. And so I was talking to somebody about this during 20.3 where for them that even the scaled workout, the second round of deadlifts was 140 pounds. Her one rep max is 135. And so she took her score at the end of the round, you know, the set of 95 before moving on. And she just dropped it down to 75. And she was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Like, I know that I'm going to hurt myself. And she was like, there was a time when I would have been really, really upset about this. But, you know, I but I used to be sidelined for a week every month because I would have tweaked something. And now I haven't missed a class in a year unless I wanted to because I make these types of choices for myself where I just am so much more aware and so much more, you know, like I don't let my ego get in the way. And I just say, you know what? I'm not I, like this. It's not worth it. Mm hmm. Well, I can say from my experience that I used to let my ego drive and sometimes it still does, but I used to let that just be like, suck it up. You can do this, push yourself. And you know what? 20.2, I went into that workout thinking, okay, I'm probably going to scale these dumbbells. I really don't want to do dumbbell thrusters. This is really painful at 35 pounds. But when I did the warm up and I tried some with 35 pound dumbbells, I felt fine. I was like, I think I can push myself through this. Now that's different because I felt like I know the difference between, and this just, I think, takes experience and your own self-awareness and your body awareness. I knew that I could push myself in that workout and feel good, exhausted good, but feel good versus I'm going to feel injured. And that's, if I would have done 20.3 RX, I would have felt injured. I would have been really in a lot of pain and like popping Advil all day. <laughs> and that's just not how I want to live my life. I'm like, it's not work out, worth it to then say, well, I did it prescribed. Like that to me just was not worth it. So, okay, we're done talking about the open. Done talking about the open. Closing that book for now. Someone asked about thoughts on, oh, they're opening an Orange Theory near her. Have, have you ever been in thoughts? 
I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Scott goes to Orange Theory. I've been to plenty of classes with him. I think it's a great workout. I think they can do better at coaching their rowing techniques, but that's just me. <laughs> the only, the only, it's a great workout. And if you're going to move and go there, great. But if I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of coaching, I think that people don't under. I think they could do a better job explaining to the people who take these classes that your heart rate is supposed to lower when you're doing the weightlifting portion, because there'll be people in the like, cause so they do a weight section, a running section and a rowing section, and they kind of cycle through it. And I love that because it's like interval training, your heart rate goes up, but it goes down. You're tracking your heart rate the whole time. And it's again, a great movement, a variety of movements that change all the time. Wonderful. But I've seen people take the class and when I'm in there who try to just keep their heart rate up as high as possible the entire time. That is not the goal of this class. The goal is to have a variety of movements, a variety of of intensities that you're kind of going up and down interval training the whole time where people I've seen like in between sets of doing their weights, they're like doing jumping jacks and trying to keep their heart rate super high. And I'm like, stop that nonsense. Like that's not what this is about. So I think a little more education. I think people misunderstand that your high, high heart rate equals burning more calories. Like that's such a, that's such right, a stupid myth. The thing you're actually myth. trying to get is the up and down. And up yeah, and down. exactly. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to let your heart interval. rate lower. Right. Important phase, important <laughs> word in high intensity interval training is interval. 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 Yeah. So that's what I would just say is like a little caveat. I don't think that's going to change and they probably could care less what my feedback is, but that's just what I've noticed <laughs> when I go to classes is people like just trying to do the, like the most intense and yeah, go ham on like all the movements. And I just, yes. And I'm like, calm down, calm I mean, down. Let's I, be honest. You, you I mean, definitely try to I used to, theory. exactly. I've, I, I actually went to a dry try of theirs okay, once you did that. Mm-hmm. and I won it because <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to win this dry try. <laughs> And everyone's like, you don't even go here. She doesn't even go go here. (laughs) Do you even go to this Orange Theory? Um, Also, this is, I've just got to plug my favorite rowing thing because guys like, so I I work with Shane Farmer. So, you know, this is not a completely like altruistic thing, but truly, if you want to learn how to row, if this is something that you're interested in, or if you're doing Orange Theory and you're like, I could be better at this, I really can't recommend his stuff enough. He just puts his heart and soul into it. Um, yes. He says dark horse rowing and you can sign up. He has like this, this $10 a month rowing program that you can sign up for and you get stuff every single day. And it's really great. So yeah, let's go to dark horse rowing and check it out. He's great. And all their rowing stuff I've got, I've improved so much. He like has worked with Tia Claire to me and like what his, his main um, programming guide, the director of programming, I guess you would call him has worked with like the British national rowing team. And they're just really great and hilarious yeah. people. We love great, hilarious people who just... We really do. All they want to do is make the world better. Make the they, world better. They're doing it by teaching people to push and not pull with their rowing technique. It was funny. He was at... Shane, I follow... Obviously, we follow them on Instagram. And Shane was at a row house, which is like... Row house is like the new cycle bar, but for rowing, it's like a thing now that people are t- taking group rowing classes. Like it's like a big trend. Love that. And their, um, their wall said, pull together. Like get it and I get it like, push don't pull that's their their push, the, the, don't pull. exactly the dark horse thing it's like push mm-hmm. don't pull push, don't anyway pull. i i thought i was hilarious speaking of great people one of our listeners wanted to say thank you for introducing me to laura ligos she's been so helpful to me laura ligos is amazing if you laura don't follow ligos. her she's been on our podcast multiple times and probably will be on more episodes she's the sassy dietitian and she really gets out there with her 
sassy <laughs> self and uh, posting things about the myths and the BS of the f- diet and fitness world. Uh, for example, she just posted one about Herbalife. So I guess Herbalife is doing some crazy powder shake and tricking people into joining some like nutrition clubs or nutrition. Yeah, like when some nutrition really like clubs. When it's really MLM. Exactly. Right. Which like if you if you want to do MLM, you do you. But like you do be, you. Be upfront about what's going on here. Herbalife. Be transparent. Be transparent. Um, this is funny. And I just wanted to read it. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. How, this is a meme that I just saw. Halloween at 21. I came up with my costume in January, spent months gathering items and executed perfectly. Halloween now. I just found some string in my dresser. So I guess my costume is girl with string. <laughs> feels really accurate. <laughs> girl, with, girl with string. Found some string. So girl with string. That sounds great. I'm really just so excited to get off this show and get a crimper. I just have to say that. I can't believe you don't own a crimper. I feel like I, I can't just either. Years Ugh. ago, had I known, right, right. Um, should we pick like a big one and then just call it at that? Pick a big one. Well, I actually have a couple more okay, you, funny questions. Do some funny you, ones first, and then we'll do the big one. Well, these funny ones are from a different website. Great. Is it okay if yes. I like jump around? I got these from a website called Mantelligence.com. And I've had this for a long time, and they had some really funny, like, get-to-know-you questions. If you could be a a member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? The Bluths? (laughs) Yes! That is such a good answer. I went straight up 80s, because I was like, family ties, because I just wanted to be with Michael J. Fox. But... (laughs) I would totally do the Bluths or yeah. Schitt's Creek. Now that I've like, I have dove, I am in the hole with Schitt's Creek. What was Creek. the one like, that I Leonardo am... DiCaprio was on in the 80s? Also that one. Oh, man. That's a huge throwback yeah. and I don't know. Okay. Come Leo? On, was it, it wasn't Family Ties or, or Full House, was it? No. Um, Which by oh the way, gosh. I'm so, I, I feel like Wait so betrayed. Wait for oh, it. She's Googling. Growing pains. She's Googling. <gasps> Growing pains. That was such a good show. Yeah. Cameron, Candace Cameron. So good. Was it Candace Cameron? No, it was Cameron. It was her brother. No, Candace yeah, Candace Cameron's brother. Cameron. Um, Candace, Candace, Candace Cameron was in Full House, and and her brother is was in Growing Pains. Hold on, Kirk, and Tracy. Kirk what's Cameron. her name? Kirk Cameron, and then Tracy. Look her up, Tracy. 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 <laughs> oh my goodness, Tracy anyway. Gold. Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold. Yeah, it was like I feel so proud of myself like for that one. Twelve-year-old Leo was on that show. Wow, that's crazy. The blues. Oh my gosh. Uh, and and like, can we just say that eighties eighties uh, sitcom theme songs were the so best. good? We got to get an eighties sitcom theme song for a podcast. When you were okay, this was, this one is actually from our um, Instagram. When you were in junior high, okay. what did you want your wedding's first dance song to be? Oh my god. Mine was probably some Brian Adams. Not to be yes, confused with totally. Ryan Adams. Please do never confuse the two. <laughs> Brian with a B. Everything I do, I do it for you. Probably something like that. Oh. That was actually <laughs> That was actually like my boyfriend in junior high's dance song and I'm sure I'm oh, sure that was like are you, are what you I ready thought for I, what mine was. Are you ready? Oh no, yeah, yeah. Truly Madly Deeply from Savage Garden. Oh my god. Savage Garden. I'll Savage Garden. Yep. <laughs> Oh my I was like, oh my gosh, or, I'm going to stare. I'm going to gaze into my husband's eyes to the song while I wear a spaghetti uh, strap wedding dress. 
Did you ever have like there were a few Celine Dion songs that I was oh, super yeah. super My convinced dad loves in, Celine Dion, in high school? As we know. Oh really? John Hay loves. Celine. I didn't know John Hay was a Celine loves fan. Shania. Why don't you ta- Shania? Oh, he Wait, loves why don't Shania. you take him to the Vegas show with Celine? He doesn't enjoy. He doesn't want to see Celine live. He wants to listen to Celine in his headphones and sing along like this. <laughs> one of those people who when he wears headphones he like forgets other people can't hear him <laughs> and so he kind of just like and <laughs> you'll just hear him kind of like in the background like <laughs> just like n- completely indescript like nondescript singing along it's great uh speaking of weird noises that people make i <laughs> i was at fitwall the other day and how do you handle working out when people make like really sexual noises when they're struggling with like their weights and such? I just don't <laughs> engage with that. Let me. <laughs> okay, here because I'm like they're not. Let me, it's not. Can their I put fault it into context? Their body makes when they're exerting. Themselves. I know, but okay. And here's the thing: I will make noises when I'm lifting weights. Like I've been known to be like, Ugh, but I'm not like. I can't even do it. Like <laughs> this lady was like. She was making such uncomfortable noises that me and the gal next to me were looking at each other like I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like I feel like no, it I, wasn't. You know it no, wasn't like I a grunt. Like, you know it was like a. Here. <laughs> 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 no, it's like you're here. You're working. It's got to be like what were you guys talking about? You are there. You're working out. Your body is struggling. You just got to do what you got to do. Like. And like, thankfully, the instructor is one of my favorite people in the whole world. It's Jake. And I know your mom loves Jake as well. And Jake was like, yeah, you get a girl. Like, he was just like playing into it. But I was a little, I mean, it was a little, it was a little much. Okay. I just feel like, you know, they, Mm -hmm. I think they're doing, it's just you do you when it comes to. You do you. Whatever sounds you got to make to make it happen. I was a little uncomfortable. That's on me. That's, that's on me. (laughs) If you could only speak one word today. What would you say? What would I want to say or what word should I probably reserve because I have children? In which case it would be no. (laughs) I was going to say no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Especially because we're going to carve pumpkins later. No. (laughs) That's a knife. Or careful. I say careful a Uh lot. Careful. Careful. That reminds Uh, me of the... uh the cartoon movie of um, Beauty and the Beast when the teapot. I don't know why I always think of her. Careful. Because the teapot is your mom. Yes. Yeah. So Fun fact. Joy's mom is The teapot is my mom. My mom could go into so many different Disney characters. Yeah. Teapot. Who does that teapot voice? Snowpot. Snowpot. Snow Snow White. and it's not Snow White. Oh, and she is Snow White. Yeah, yeah. And she's Snow White and she's the fairy godmother. What is that lady's name? Because the reason is... Emma, no, absolutely not. That's the new one. Come on. I was going to say original, like the, like the 90s 1991. One. Thank you. IMDB that. I am doing it right now. It's just not coming up. Angela Lansbury. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's why. Because your perfect. mom also reminds me a lot of Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done anything stupid because of a dare? Not really. I haven't either. Like, I, I never, never fed that. into I that. No, I never got that into Truth or Dare mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I didn't either, Truth or Dare. Did you do Ouija boards, like, speaking of Halloween spookiness um, today? Like, like, I've done a Ouija board, but you know me. I've never, even as a kid, I didn't believe that stuff. I have so many, like, real Ouija board stories, but I'm not going to tell them now. <laughs> I'm going to wait for when we do, like, a true crime spinoff. Oh, my <laughs> Just gosh. Kidding. No, I was going to say, which, by the way, podcasts actually have a true crime category now. 
because there's so many true, true crime podcasts. But yeah, I have a lot of Ouija board stories. I would love to hear people have real ghost stories. Not that we're a true crime podcast, but, be, but because it is Halloween, I would like to know that. But I've had so many crazy, crazy Ouija board <laughs> experiences. Well, okay. What were you going to say? What was your next one? Oh, this, that actually is a good segue. Which podcast do you actually listen to? You listen to like a thousand. I listen to way too many. So I will list maybe the top three for sure that I look forward to is The Daily. I love Michael Barbaro. I am obsessed with Michael Barbaro. He's got the best voice in the world. And I love when he's interviewing people and you just hear him go, huh, hmm. <laughs> it's like the cutest thing in the world. Hmm. Is that a choice I'd make? Hmm. And I consistently listen to Terrible Things for Asking. I think Nora McInerney is a genius writer and beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. And then the other one right now that I'm pretty pumped when it shows up in my feed is called Last Day. And this is a new podcast by Stephanie Whittles Wax. Her brother is Harris Whittles, who passed away. He was one of the writers on Parks and Rec, and he's the one who invented Humble Brag. Uh, he died of a heroin overdose, and so she did this. Uh, I'm just, I just think he's he's a genius, but I also love her memoir about him. And so she just created this new show called Last Day, kind of about people. It's kind of dark, but I love her that stuff of just people telling their life stories that are hard to listen to. That's a good one. And then let's let's take a little more lighthearted, funnier ones. Do you have any that you listen to consistently? I don't. I don't think you... I just listen to ours. Whenever it's a Joy and Claire episode, I listen to it at my desk and I just laugh at us. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know that we make you laugh. Yeah, I do. I just sit there and I laugh. And people are like, "What do you listen to?" I'm like, "Myself." I am hysterical. Oh my gosh. Oh, I will say that I love. Um, Armchair expert with Dax Shepard. I think he's just so lovely. He's such a lovely person. And he's so funny. He's so funny. So those are probably like my go to's that I'm like, I get super excited about other ones I'll listen to and I'm like, ah, I could take or leave this. Okay, what was what was the deeper question on okay. our Instagram? And because I, I feel like we've been getting a version of this a lot lately. And so sure. Let's just dive in. How to deal with friends and negative body talk. It gets me away from progress I've made. Like when your friends are engaging in their own negative body talk and or I feel like we've gotten a couple versions of this question lately. Like, you know, I have really tried to break away from certain types of diets. And yet when I hang out with my friends, they're completely obsessed with their diet. Or I really tried to break away from talking about my body in certain ways. Yet when I hang out with certain friends, they're still doing it. And it just like mm -hmm. pulls me right back in. Right. How do you deal with that? I think a lot of it has to do, I'm going to just speak kind of anecdotally from my experience is it matters a lot with where you are in your own journey. So if I'm in a vulnerable place of little things are going to get to me or comments are going to get to me, I'll either avoid that person <laughs> or avoid the conversation. And that is totally fine. It's not saying you're ignoring the problem. It's just truly where this is not a good conversation for me to get into right now. So I'm just going to not engage at all. And now I'm at the place where I can hear it and not be affected by it. So I think like that's the important piece to remember is like, you have to understand where you are personally. So you can't control the other people's behavior, but you can control your own behavior. So if I'm in a conversation where I hear people diving into that talk, 
I'm not going to assume, unless you're like really close to these people, I think it depends a lot on how, what kind of relationships you have. But if I'm not close to these people, I'm just going to walk away or pretend I have to go to the bathroom and hide in the bathroom, which is a a great tool for any scenario that you have to deal with in your life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Joyce. Number one life tip, just hide from it. Literally hide. I mean, just hide. Just literally go and hide. literally Um, hide. No. (laughs) But if you feel like you're comfortable to confront it, just be like, guys, like we're better than this. Let's change the conversation. But I don't think that's a realistic thing to do. If if you don't know these people very well, or maybe it's just a discussion at the gym, I think it kind of goes down to the same way I feel about policing the internet. Like there's going to be things I see in the internet. There's tons of diet talk still on the internet. There's tons of diet talk on the internet. We're never going to be able to whack-a-mole our way through life with this. So we can't save the world, but what you can do is be the example. Like say, okay, I'm going to be strong in my body and I'm going to try to influence the people around me that will look at what I'm doing and be like, wow, that's a really good mindset. Like that's what you can control. And I think that's where I've been. Like I'd say two years ago, I wasn't in a place to like hear that talk or see those posts or, you know, whatever the case, that would kind of send me into a thought spiral. But now it just has taken a lot of practice and cognitive behavioral therapy to be in a place where I'm pretty strong to say, eh, that doesn't affect me anymore. Like I'm strong enough in my beliefs now that I can hear that and not send myself into a stress ball um, of negative thinking. I know that's a, a pretty vague answer, but it's also it's also very individual. So I hesitate to be like, there's just one answer to this. But I will say, keep doing the work that you can control. Yeah. And I think too, like something that helps me, um, and I've talked about this a lot, something that helps me is to put myself in the position of thinking about what, like what you said, you know, what you want to put out there. Like, I really, really think about like, okay, what do I wish I was seeing? And and then then that allows me to kind of put that out there. And, and it makes it less scary to sort of stand up for yourself or say things that you know, maybe aren't being said in that moment, it makes it less scary to, to be the one who says, actually, I, you know, it doesn't, I don't let myself really, really worry about that. Or actually, you know, I've um, stopped really focusing on that anymore. And it, I think those are ways that you can say it without it being like, oh, like, why are you guys talking about that? Stop talking about that. And I think that's one of the crucial things is, is to try to remove yourself from that situation, not remove yourself from the situation, but remove yourself from that conversation and from that just train of thought by saying, no, for me, that's not what I'm doing anymore. Rather than like, man, wow, you you guys really shouldn't be talking about yourselves like that. Or you really shouldn't be worrying about your diet so much. Instead, just saying, you know, what, I don't really let myself worry about that anymore. And I have noticed in everything that Joy and I do, every time that one of us says like, you know what, I don't really let myself worry about that anymore. Whether it's diet, whether it's PRs, you know, we got another question that was like, when did you finally stop worrying about being able, you know, PR, being able to make a PR every single time you walk into the gym, being able to do certain moves, like how are you able to finally just give up, not give up, but give that up of like, I might never get a muscle up and I don't care. And truly, I don't care. And not just like, fine, I don't care. But like, I truly don't care. And Every right. time we put that out there, even if it's just like one little comment, so many people respond of like, wow, I really wish I could do that. Or wow, I really, you know, that's like something I really wish where I really wish I could be there as well. And so if all it takes is that one little comment, and if you can put yourself in the mind, if that feels scary, if you can sort of trick yourself into like, what if this is what these people really need to hear right now? That can kind of help you take the risk of saying, you know, I don't really let myself worry about that anymore. And, you know, that might kind of light a spark in their mind of like, wow, if Claire's not worrying about it, like we talk about all the time with people who post things on Instagram where it's like they post pictures of their bodies and they just don't even mention their quote unquote imperfections that that so many other 
influencers would be like, I love my whatever. And like, again, right. like you draw attention person, to the issue. Right. And yeah. it's like, I get it. I, you know, we've talked about this before. Like I get if you're, right, right. if you're posting and you're like, I, I've finally learned to love my stretch marks. Like that's an important post for you. It's a very important post. Yeah. And I also really appreciate the people who are beyond that point where they just don't even need to mention it anymore because it gives me permission to not even have to think about it and mention it. And so it's right. the same kind of thing. Like think about how you could phrase something or, you know, maybe that these, you can be that person for these people of like, if you're the one who who's able to say, oh, I don't, I just don't think about that anymore. Or I'm really trying not to think about that anymore. Then that can help get, they give them permission to start that as well. Right, exactly. Because it is so yeah. cultural and it makes you kind of almost feel left out. Like, oh, I don't have, it's like the, the scene in Mean Girls where they're standing in front of the mirror, picking <sighs> apart their bodies. And she's like, I didn't realize there were so many things that could be wrong with you. Just if Katie had been like, you know what, guys, I don't really think about myself like that. Imagine how differently that movie could have ended. So different. I feel like that... Katie is the example of who I was before social media came into play. I think a lot of us could relate to that where I'm like, wow, I had no idea there were so many diets that we were supposed to follow. I didn't realize there were so many rules that we had to look at. I didn't realize there were so many eye creams that I needed in my life. Like, I didn't know there were so many things that I didn't have. I didn't realize I needed eyelash extensions and hair removal here and this type of like hair. I mean, just it's just it's exhausting. All right. Let's see if we can do. We have like one more, maybe. Okay, hold on. Someone did ask, not to be a downer, but any podcast book resource recs about life after miscarriages. So if you go back and listen to our episode, it was from about a year ago. It's called Pearl Jam and Miscarriages, Um, probably somewhere in like the late 200s of episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I do talk a lot about exactly what I did to kind of move through my miscarriage experiences. For me personally, I don't get a lot out of reading books about something or even really like listening to podcasts about things because I'm really the type of person who just needs to figure it out on my own and going through the process of figuring it out on my own is part of what is like empowering and healing for me. So unfortunately, like I don't have you know, one go to like, oh, this person really helped me. But I think the biggest thing, if I can point to one thing that really helped me heal was just talking about it and being open Mm -hmm. about it. And I mean, granted, I have this amazing platform to do that. And I know not everybody does, but just being open about it. And, you know, if somebody asked me, oh, when are you guys trying for number two? I'd be like, we are trying. And it's actually been really hard. And, you know, just like not letting myself kind of sink back into the corner around that stigma. That is probably the biggest thing that helped me because I then very, very, very quickly immediately learned that so many people that I know have gone through the same exact thing and have never talked about it. And again, me talking about it gave them permission to talk about it. And it just opened up this whole world that I never knew about. And it made me really feel like, okay, this is this is something that is okay to go through. A lot of people go through it. Miscarriage is more common than the flu. And we don't talk about it. And, you know, I think that by far the number one thing that if you're comfortable, I mean, don't put yourself out there in a way that you're right. not comfortable doing. But right. just for me, from my experience, that was the most helpful thing. Yeah. And finding a community of women that can relate to you. And, and if you have a support group of some sort, but if that's not accessible to you, like truly hearing other women's stories. I know Nora McNerney, again, referencing her show, Terrible Things for Asking. She talks a lot about her own experience and also has had guests who've experienced the same thing. So I think that's just helpful to hear women talk and share their stories and struggles to just know you're not alone. I think at the end of the day, so many of us are just wanting to know that we're not alone, no matter what you're going through. So put on your costumes, get out and get some candy. Happy Halloween. Watch a scary movie. Hopefully you're like not trick-or-treating in the snow. (sighs) Well, end end this episode on that question. Okay, my favorite scary movie, one of my favorite Or your favorite Halloween movie. Halloween movie is Scream. I love Scream Mm. so much. (laughs) 
I also love The Strangers. I think it's The Strangers. Is that the one with Liv Tyler? You are definitely asking the wrong person. I know. But okay, so I love the one with Liv Tyler. I think it's called The Strangers. Such a good movie. uh, Okay. Now I'm overwhelmed. I love Us, and I also love Get Out because I love those movies so much, and I love his writing. Anyway, so those are probably my, my faves, but Haunting of Hill House is great as well. I don't love like the horror movies because I don't like blood and like that kind of violence, but I, I really appreciate a good scare. And Scream's kind of like that middle ground because you know it's like fake. It's like fake blood, but not fake blood. It's such a great movie. I don't really like or watch actual scary movies, but I consider Harry Potter to be a Halloween movie. I also consider it to be a Christmas movie. I think just, it's, it's like the multi-purpose movie for any of your occasions that you may want. I also love Hocus yeah, Pocus. Sure. Oh, Hocus Pocus and, and Practical Magic. Mm. So good. So good. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like, I mean, the great, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. All right, guys. All right, well, get, go eat your candy. Uh, plug our socials. You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore <laughs> Girls Gone Wild Podcast.com is our website. You can find us on Facebook, Girls Gone Wild, Twitter, Girls Gone Wild. And you can email us, Girls Gone Wild at gmail.com. You can please subscribe anywhere you find us. Subscribe everywhere. If you are ha, listen to podcasts on multiple apps, if you please subscribe to our podcast on all of those apps, that would really help us out. Uh, please really leave would. a review on all of those apps as well. That would also help us out. Maybe send us an email, guys. And we're really digging deep into what's next for Girls Gonna Wild and for Joy and Claire right now. Can we give a teaser? Uh, I feel like the only teaser we have is like the spoiler. I don't really have a teaser. Other That was a okay. teaser, I feel like. Sure. Um, we're digging into what's next for us. <laughs> That's the teaser. And so we would really love to hear what your favorite thing is about the podcast that you listen to. Like, what do you look for in a podcast that you love? Do you look for, yes. is it just content? Do you love like audio production, like the NPR sale podcasts that have like the background music like piped in every once in a while? Do you appreciate really good guests? Um, are you in it for the discount codes? Are you in it for, would you love to have like a call-in option sometimes? Like, what would you love from Joy and Claire that you are not currently getting. Tell us, yes. please. Send us a DM on Instagram. Send us an email. What would you love that you're not currently getting? And here, here's the spoiler. I'll give you a, I'll give you a teaser. Because we know a lot of you are going to say, we want more Joy and Claire, that's what you're going to get. We know that for sure, that we very soon will be shifting to a I was going to say a lot of, yeah, to a a lot of people are just going to be like, more Joy and Claire. That is going to be mostly Joy and Claire and le- fewer, fewer and farther between guests because... We love to talk. No, <laughs> because we that, that truly really is like the number one feedback we get. And it yeah. like, kind of feels like a little bit um, like I'm patting my own, you know, tooting my own horn to say that. But <laughs> I think I'm really nominated. I think I'm really nominated. Is that you guys just love us so much. <laughs> we keep you young. <laughs> and it's not our fault that we're so popular. How many mean girls references can I get in, in this one string of sentences? Um, so you don't have to say that because we already do, are going to do that. Yeah. But what other things would you love from us that you're not currently yes. getting that if you were to be like, if I could sit down and produce Joy and Claire's podcast, this is what I would want it to be like. Yes. So send us a DM or an email about that. We would love to hear from you or a voice memo or a voice memo. Voice I'm loving those voice memo. Just get your little voice memo on your phone, record a voice memo, preferably in your car somewhere that's like quiet and condensed so we can hear you. And you can just email that right over to us. You can also email us very quickly from our Instagram page. So if you just go to joyandclaire underscore, there's a little button that says email us. You could just send us a quick email from there. And we read all the emails. If you need a response, 
as you know, just keep bugging us, but we read every email and take everything you say into consideration. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of really exciting things coming up for you guys, but thank you so much for supporting us over the years because we're just, (laughs) we're still podcasting. Here we are still every week. All right, guys, have a great week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.